Very good. Uh, Michelle has not had her baby yet. She is going to be induced tomorrow. She uh, probably is miserable. (laughs) That's what I would say, (laughs) the way she would feel about being several weeks overdue. So tomorrow uh, at 8 o'clock, she's going to be induced, and Michael will be with her and uh, rooting in her and coaching her and doing the breathing. (sighs) But uh, here is a picture of the baby. This is a picture of the baby. Uh, let me hold it this way, because um, you probably didn't recognize the boy this way. So, now we don't know what the baby's going to be like, do we? But we know it's going to have the DNA of Michael, and it's going to have the DNA of Michelle, and that DNA creates a very unique person, doesn't it? Have you ever thought about a church having its own DNA? It, it really does. Every church across America, you cannot find one that's identical. Some are all fixated on rules, and they're really legalistic, and, and that's their DNA. And boy, if you don't toe the mark, they're going to be wagging a finger at you. Or you might have a church that, well, you can live any way you want to as long as you're doing good things in the community, social uplift. And that's a DNA. And I want to present to you who or what Christ's church looks like. What is the DNA? So for about a month, I have had this in the back of the bulletin, right? You've seen this, but it hasn't been explained to you. I want you to live with it for a second. And this, believe it or not, is a picture of who we are. And so each frame that frames us is what we're going to talk about today. And, and uh, Heather, can you just go ahead and throw the very first one up? And, and this is a picture of who we are. And the very top of the picture frame is our mission. That is, what are we doing? What is our mission? Are we going to be a great sports church Are we going to go and have huge buildings that are opulent? Or what what is our mission? What makes Christ Church unique to every other church? What do we do well? Maybe be a, a different way of saying it. And the very first one is our mission is about building and restoring relationships that last forever. Folks, that's my heart. I have had this personal mission for at least 20 years. And so this is the way church planning works. The church will usually take on the DNA of the church planter because that's my DNA. And my DNA is I am all about building and restoring relationships that are eternal, that are going to last forever. From, from the birth of a baby to the closing eyes. We, do you remember the couple that came here last summer that visited from Lamar, Missouri? Bobby's very old and frail. And Bobby called me on Monday morning and said, Kay went home to be with Jesus 20 minutes ago. Now, why did he call me? Because of a relationship. I led Bobby to Christ when he was... 75 years old 
I baptized him, a 75-year-old man who had been in the hospital countless times. I married Kay and Bobby to one another. They went through my premarital counseling. 75-year-old people because they wanted to know the tools to have a successful marriage. See, we're about building and restoring relationships that last forever. That's what we're about. Now, we can easily go to the scripture and see that the Great Commission says, you are to what? Go into the world and teach people about Jesus, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, commanding them to do everything that I've told you to do. And lo, I am be with, I'm with you until uh, the end of the age. Christ's church, our reputation, I hope that our DNA is going to be, we're more concerned about our relationships in here than whether we had a fantastic uh, worship service. Does that make sense? That we are about our relationships that we come in. Now, when I was a younger minister, boy, I wanted our Sunday morning to be almost a theatrical theatrical presentation. I wanted the music to go right. I wanted my preaching to go right. I wanted the sound system to work. I wanted everything. And now that I've gotten older, I've gotten a little wiser. None of that really is important, is it? You're important. Your relationship this way with God is important. Our relationship this way is so important. Our relationship with ourselves is important. In the sense of, are you okay with yourself? Can you look in the mirror and see what God sees and says, God, yeah, you work on that. Yeah, work on this. You know, work on this. You know, are we okay? And then the last relationship that we're working on, believe it or not, is the way that we react with the rest of the world, our purpose in life, the way we work, the way we carry ourselves. So the, it's like we have a relationship with God, we have a relationship with others, we have a relationship with ourselves, and we have a relationship with all of creation. Do I treat creation nice? And, 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 and so the very first frame what are we doing? You know what we're doing here? We're building relationships. Can I hear a woo? Yeah, we're building relationships. And we're restoring relationships. How many of you have not been hurt? How many of you have not been, been taken advantage of? How many of you have walked away from relationships? How many of us have just written off people? And that's not God's design. He wants us. Do you know he's getting us ready to live in heaven with one another? And that's a, a good thing. To be quick. To forgive. To be grace givers. And so we're restoring those relationships. And somebody's in front of you right now. And somebody's behind you right now. And somebody's off to the side. But we're all on this incredible faith journey, aren't we? So that's, that's exciting. Okay. So, we're not about a social club. Can I tell a little story? We have had people visit, and they're like, hey, we're here starting a new business, and we're here for social reasons. We're trying to get our business off the ground, and we just want to meet people to fund our business or buy from us or whatever. 
And once they hear that, oh, no, this is about relationships, this is about real, real relationships, well, I don't want any of that. <laughs> I'm too busy doing my own thing. So this church is unique. It's different. And let's look at the next slide, Heather. Why are we doing it? What's our values? And on your sheet, you see that our values are love. Loving all people like Jesus loves. That's the qualifier, isn't it? If we have junior high kind of love, <laughs> I love you because you love me, right? That's not Jesus' kind of love. Jesus' kind of love doesn't enable. Jesus' kind of love tells the truth. Jesus is the, the woman at the well. Go call your husband. I don't have a husband. Jesus says, well, you've had five, and the guy you're shacking up with right now isn't your husband either. Oh, I perceive you're a prophet. Jesus didn't pull any punches. He was, go call, call your husband. Or the woman that was caught in the middle of adultery, and the guy gets away, and he doesn't condemn her, and then he says, go and sin no, what? More. See, love isn't a touchy-warmy-feely thing. It's about doing the agape kind of love. You've heard that word before. That's a Greek word that means it's an unconditional kind of love. That means it's a selfless love. That means I'm going to do what's in the best interest of you. Now, Tammy and I, we, had a, we went to the little carnival at the university last night. We just wanted to go and see weird people, and that's always fun to do at carnivals. And, so, and, and, and the church that we were part of, we used to put on a dinner for all the carnies because carnies are despised. They're looked down as, as bad people, and those people have had usually a rough life. And so we used to hold a dinner for them and bless them and pray over them. And so Tammy and I, we went and talked around, we went around and talked to some carnies. But while we were there, I saw a $20 bill on the ground. And I had seen this kid had walked by with his girlfriend. And I turned to the boy and said, sir. And he looked at me. I said, is that your 20 yeah, and he, and he grabbed it. What, what does my flesh want to do? <laughs> hey, nobody's around. That's my twitty. Agape love says, not, and this all went through my brain like this. He has a date. And I bet you it's that boy's money. And if that money disappears, end of date. So what was the loving thing to do? It was the right thing to do, but what was the loving thing to do? Call his attention to it. Hey, is that yours? Right? Authenticity is the next one of our values. Why we're doing it. Being real is the only way to really be changed. If we're posers, if we pretend all the time that we have our act together, are we ever going to be then open to the leading of the Spirit to change, to be moved, to, to say, ah, you know, the greatest sandpaper God ever gave me was my wife, Tammy. And that's a compliment. Because God uses her in a loving way to make me a better person, to be more like Jesus. But it wouldn't happen if I wasn't real or if she wasn't real. We have to be genuine. We have to be authentic. 
living in such a way that people see the real you. You know why some people leave churches? People start figuring out who they are and they've they've lost their mask so they have to go find another church to have it all perfect. There is no perfect church, is there? But we can have some DNA that moves us in that direction about loving one another and being authentic. No posers. And then the next one is transformation. A Jesus-driven process of radical change that thrives in kingdom, kingdom living. That's, that's the, the third value. Now we have ten core values, but you can boil them down to this, that we're about being transformed. Boy, could you imagine marrying somebody and they stay the same and you grow? You have a child that's born, that's one years old, but they never grow? They're never transformed. They, they never become the person that God designed them to be. We're a church about transformation. I hope that you're different today than you were six months ago. Because God is doing a work through this biblical community. Are you with me on that? Turn to your neighbor and say, that's right. Is that right? That's right. We're to be about transformation because we're not a social club, although we're social, right? We're not a social uplift church, but we do things out in the community to bless people, don't we? And so our focus, though, is that God is transforming us. And isn't that a miracle that he takes this caterpillar and turns you into a beautiful butterfly? And getting out of that cocoon is what we're doing. Now, let's go on to the next slide. When are we successful then? If we know our mission, and that is to build relationships, and we know what drives those values, love and being real and authentic and genuine, and we're about transformation, can we then measure when we're a successful church? Most, most ministers measure this. Nichols? Noses and notches. How much money is coming in? How many people there on Sunday? And how many baptisms have you had? And then if you meet the world's standard, then they'll say you're a successful church. Now, that's not how we measure whether we're transforming our lives, building relationships. This is how we measure. Are we successful? Let me ask you some personal questions. Do you have intentional, loving relationships with your neighbors? And your neighbors are not just your physical neighbors. It's the carny that you ran into last night. It's the woman who helped you at customer service at Walmart. Is it the person that is in front of you in a vehicle? Or the one behind you or the one coming alongside you? Do we have intentional, loving relationships with our neighbors? And here's some questions. What does my wallet and schedule say about my love for others? Do I spend all my time and resources spending it on myself? Or am I actually being intentional in trying to build relationships with those around me? Because we're about relationships, so are we engaged and intentional? And it doesn't take that much of a tweak Hey, 
Let's go to the carnival tonight. I don't want to go. Let's see if we can meet some people. Let's see if we can go and find some people. Just talk to them. So we struck up a conversation. She knew the carnival that we used to bless. And she, oh yeah, she's from the East Coast. She makes $20 a day and she's starving to death. Wow. Am I close to someone far from God? That's the question. Am I close to someone far from God? Am I intentionally finding other people that aren't like me so I can bless them and be salt and light or do I only hang out with people like me? Am I making someone's life better? Those are real tangible things that you can measure, can't you? How about this one? Authentic relationships with people. Am I living in community? I, I think we're trying to do that here, aren't we? By the way, Tammy and I just want to say thank you for everybody that didn't have a place to go last Easter or last Sunday because you got a chance to come to our house. I know other people had other functions going on, but we're so blessed. We're so blessed because we want to live in community, don't we? Now, am I living, the next question, am I living honestly with God, others, and myself? Are there people in my life who point me to Jesus? Are there people in my life that I point to Jesus? I think here's the kicker, the next one. What does it say? Do I have 2 a.m. friends? You know what I mean by that? If something was to happen to you in the middle of the night, who would you call? Do you feel that you could call anyone in here? I hope I, that's where we want to go. That's where I want to go. If if something was to happen, I could call Ryan at two a.m. I might not get him awake, but I could call him. And if I didn't get him, I may have to call Jolie. I may have to call Teddy. I may have to call Michael. I want to have such a close relationship and living in biblical community that if I have a problem, I'm not by myself. Folks, that's not God's design. God's design is that we live in community, that we're building and restoring relationships that last forever because of our love and our authenticity. I know that if I have a mechanical problem, I'm going to be calling that man right over there. I'm going to call Bob. Bob, I got a problem. I want you to be able to develop those kind of relationships that you feel safe. Isn't that what this is about? Feeling safe? You know how Planet Fitness has a no judgment zone? <laughs> if you ever go there, you have no judgment zone. Well, we, we, we have to be discerning here. If you're caught up in a sin, I'm going to have to come and confront you or you're going to confront me if I'm in the sin. Or, you know, we're going to be investing in one another. I tell you what, Pat loves me. He loves me because every week he says, did you put sunscreen on? Now, why would he tell me that? Unless he didn't care for me because... I burn super, super, super easily. And so I need encouragement to put on sunscreen. I'm glad he does it because it's a reminder. I need that. If I want to be real and authentic, uh, you're right, Pat. I need that. No, I'm not. I'm tough. 
I'm a leatherneck. I don't need any sunscreen. That's for sissies. No. I need that. But here, do you have 2 a.m. friends? But are you a 2 a.m. friend? Is there anybody that would call you? Because they needed your help. And you know that they know that your relationship is tight enough, close enough, loving enough, authentic enough, transformational enough that there's no problem at all. Are you a 2 a.m. friend in Jesus? Here's the last part of our measures. A transformational relationship with Jesus If you spend today with me, would you know that I actually follow Jesus? Would there be fruit in my life? Would love splash out of me and onto you? Would concern, would care, would joy, would peace, would kindness? I almost lost my kindness this week. I went to register the van. It took me nearly six and a half hours at the Department of Motor Vehicles. I almost lost my kindness. I was a little tough. I'm just being honest. I'm being real. It's just tough. I, I, I think the Lord was guarding my tongue because at one point I, I, I just, I was flabbergasted and I wanted to say something really rude and sarcastic. They told me I needed a form, but they couldn't tell me the name of the form. They couldn't tell me where to get the form, and they didn't know what government office issued the form. But she said, I'll know it when I see it, so go find it. I thought, she knows I'm representing the church here. And I have to answer this question honestly. If you spend today with me, would you know that I follow Jesus? And what do I think Jesus sees when he looks at me? That's a biggie. Sometimes we are pretty down in the mouth and sometimes we feel so unworthy. But we've connected our worth still back to how we earn his love. And we have to realize he doesn't need us to earn his love. I was going to save this illustration for another day, but I want to use it right now. The law, rules, God's statutes, His, his laws, his, his, um, all of that is like a mirror. The Old Testament is like a mirror. And when we look at all of those rules... It shows back that we are inadequate to keep the rules. But God comes along with Jesus. And through Jesus, he doesn't give us another mirror to see how bad we are. You know what he does? He gives us a washcloth. So we look in the mirror and we see the smudge and that grace We wipe it all over our face and we get rid of the smudge. So when I ask the question, what do I think Jesus sees when he looks at me? I need to come back and say, grace. 
He sees as perfect child. He is changing me. He is transforming me. I'm not looking at what I was. I'm looking at what I am becoming. Are you with me on that? God doesn't want you to look back at what you were. He says, I want you to look at what I'm making you. That's transformation. That's changing. Could you imagine if you're a butterfly and all you're thinking is, I need to walk on the ground? Oh, you know, the word of God says I'm a butterfly, but I feel like I should be on the ground. I deserve to be trampled. You don't know what I've done. You don't, I deserve this. God says, no, stop looking at the past. I'm transforming you. Amen? Man, we're being changed. Hallelujah. And it's not up to you or me. It's not up to our strength. Let's go to the next slide. What's our strategy then to build relationships that last forever, to be loving and authentic and transformational, to become a 2 a.m. friend that we can call any one of us and we would be next to each other? Here's our strategy to move our relationships from acquaintances to friends to family by genuinely caring about one another. Through what? It's cheesy, I admit it. It's an acronym, but I think it works. We're going to be family. We're going to have fellowship with one another. Fellowship on Sunday morning. Two weeks we're going to do breakfast before church. In a month we're going to be out at Dripping Springs having a, a worship service outside in all of creation. But fellowship through weekly gatherings of praise and teaching and prayer. And I like the last one. You know what the church did a lot together? They ate together. They invited people over to, into their homes. And when you share a meal together, you are doing something that the world doesn't like to do. And that is invite people into your home. Invite people into your life. That's what it meant. You know, in Jesus' day, they probably double-dipped. Could you imagine inviting the church family over and uh, we're all going to double dip today. We're just all going to share the same bowl and just eat like that. And, you know, that was, you know, today in our sensitivities and our science and all of that, we understand germs and we don't do that. But it meant everything that Jesus ate with sinners. Because when he ate with sinners, it says, I accept you. And when you have somebody into your home, it says, I accept you. I, I, I embrace you. The A is for accountability through small groups and relationships. Model biblical behavior and leadership. That's about mentoring. It's, it's about doing... You can learn... I can learn a lot from YouTube. Can you? Yeah, I'm lear, I, anytime I have a project at home... My father wasn't around when I was growing up because of the divorce. And so I just go to YouTube. How do I do this? How do I do that? I, I find out... But... I would much rather learn life from another life, wouldn't you? There's somebody older and wiser than me that I can learn from, and we learn from life on life. That's what church is about. It's not about a building. Goodness knows, most of the churches in the world don't have buildings. Did you know that? 
we have come to associate church that is a physical location instead of the church being out in the community building relationships and restoring them forever. So not only are we in fellowship and in accountability and modeling, but our instruction from life is always going to be from God's Word. And if I ever get up here and start just rambling about what my opinion is, you have the right to shoot me down. That's being authentic. Yeah, Lucy's eyes got big. But the thing is, is we need to get our instruction from Jesus. Not on my opinion. You know, churches start out conservative, conservatively and then suddenly they go liberal. Have you seen that in the, our day and age? Or suddenly they're here in the Word and they jettison the Word because the culture is going downstream and the church says, I want to go down that stream too because I'm afraid of losing members instead of walking with their Savior. L is for love one another. I like that one a lot. I think that if our church's DNA, that this is a place that's safe, that we're about relationships and that we love one another. I don't care your past. I don't care your background. I don't care your color. I don't care your age. I don't care anything like that. Because God doesn't. Jesus doesn't. That we truly love one another. That we help one another. And that we lend things to one another. You know, when I was younger, I thought I had to own everything. Maybe it's a young man's problem. Oh, Tammy, I need to buy a new pipe wrench. I got to go buy one. I need a new skill saw, Tammy. I got to go buy one. I, I, I need this a special hammer, Tammy. I got to go buy one. I need a wheelbarrow. I got to go buy one. You know what I was doing? Collecting stuff. Now? Well, I don't have this. Bob, do you have it? Can I borrow it? Yeah. Ryan, do you have it? Teddy, do you have some pipe wrenches? I'm working on Tammy's house. I need some pipe wrenches. I don't need to go buy anything because I live in community. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then I don't have to be responsible for it. Here's your pipe wrench back. Here's your air compressor back. All We love one another. And here's one of my other favorites. The why. Be yourself. We don't need any cookie-cutter Christians. Everybody brings something to the party. Everybody is unique. From Victoria to Julie to, to Ileana to Stephanie, you all bring such uniqueness to the body of Christ. We have a businesswoman we have a Spanish-speaking love kids. We have an artist. We, we have Stephanie. Do you know Stephanie runs our, our, our webpage? Because I can't do it. Praise God. Be yourself. It's such a beautiful thing. So what's the next slide, Heather? Because I'm running out of time. Oh, there it is. All of it together. And let's do the, the next one. This is the DNA of Christ's church. And this is, I, I didn't give this to you in a bulletin format. I gave it to you in a flat piece of paper so that you could go home and put it on your fridge. 
that you can catch the DNA of our church, that you buy into the DNA of this church, that we're a church that is real and loving and authentic, and we're about relationships. And there, are, there will be people that will come and they're like, we're not about relationships, we're about something else. You say, God bless you, and you can go on to another church. Some people want ritual. Some people want a, 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 me to wear a robe. I, I, I can't imagine wearing a robe can, because that's not important to, to the, what's the top part? Building relationships. What's the side part? Our values. What are over here? Am I a 2 a.m. friend? And down here, are we family? So this was a weird sermon because it wasn't really a sermon, but it was a little bit of sharing who we are and why the world needs a church like Christ's church. It's not my church. It's not your church. It's Jesus' church. And so I'm excited about our future the best is yet to come. God is doing a work in us. And I just think that that is so exciting that he is changing us to be the church that he wants us to be. We're not a shock and awe kind of church, are we? We use folding chairs. We don't serve Starbucks. I don't know, Folgers? Is that what we got in the can? Yeah, we're not a Starbucks type of church because our value system doesn't go there. Our value system is love, authenticity, and transformation. And I'm going to come back to it again. All of you are my 2 a.m. friends. And I hope that I'm your 2 a.m. friend. Let me pray.